0: How has the pandemic changed our daily vocations? We're going to dig into that again. We had a chance to talk with our friends, the dairy farmers, the Heinz dairy farmers earlier this week, and uh, it was good to get to catch up with them and hear how this is making an impact on their vocations. Today, we're going to go to the classroom, or at least the virtual classroom. (laughs) Thanks to Concordia (laughs) University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Today, we're headed to Word of Life Lutheran School here in St. Louis. Melissa Berkholdt is the principal at Word of Life Lutheran School. Melissa, thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me.
0: So Word of Life Lutheran School probably looks a little bit different these days, much like many other, uh, many other schools and, and Lutheran schools included. It uh, looks a little bit different. How has the pandemic affected your vocation as, as principal?
1: Uh, as principal, um, it's, it's definitely impacted quite a bit. Um, a lot of um, my job can be behind the scenes with emails and um, planning and uh, organization and um, policies and things like that, um, but the other half of the job definitely is more uh, of a relational component, um, being able to walk around the classrooms um, speak with the teachers in person, um, whether that's about great things going on in the classroom or whether it's to troubleshoot, um, issues that are going on. Um, we're in, uh, our campus is a little bit, uh, different too, in that we have preschools located on two other church campuses. And so part of my week was always driving over there to visit and uh, do centers with the kids. And so that just that relational component is very different, um. Uh, You know, and feeling as connected to the staff. Um, And, uh, you know, I probably would say it's one of my, my struggles is just feeling like I'm, it's not just a walk down to the office or as I'm in the hallway kind of thing. It's Mm -hmm. very much a, they have to reach out now kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, school school is such a relational thing. I mean, you, you go to school to be to be with people every day, right. and that's, that's, not, that's not a thing right now. How, how are, are there ways that you've been able to, um, to kind of shift how you are able to keep those relationships with the teachers and the students and, and families? Yes. Yeah, we've tried to be um, more purposeful with that, especially now as we know um, that the governor has decided that school will operate this way through the end of the year. Um, that was actually uh, one of our our uh, topics of discussion and will be in our weekly faculty meetings. So that's one thing we've decided to do is we've jumped on the Zoom bandwagon, uh, which <laughs> I know there are many businesses that were using it before, but we're getting to use it firsthand and experience it now. So we have um, weekly faculty meetings uh, where we're touching base on how everything is going, how they're doing personally, um, and then looking at um, planning for work because we're doing um, packet pickups for our younger grades. Um, And then uh, Zoom meetings individually with teachers. I've had that going on this week uh, just with the announcement from the governor. We had to um, make sure that um, we're not just reinforcing concepts now at this point, that we've got to make sure we're um, covering some things that we would have normally covered in fourth quarter. And so we had to individually address how that would look for each teacher. my teachers are all doing um, Zoom meetings at least once a week with their classes. And so they send me invitations to participate in those. So I pop in when I can um, and try to see, see the kids' faces. And um, let me tell you, popping in on some of those is, is pretty, pretty <laughs> hilarious. So um, I think I left last week. I, I had to leave the second, second grade meeting. It was actually the end of the second grade meeting. There was a couple of kids that decided to go grab instruments or various things to share with their classmates. So, <laughs> so yeah, a lot of Zoom meetings going on, um, whether it's as a group or individually. Um, I'm sending out weekly email communications. We're trying to have some fun on our social media accounts with things that parents can take pictures of and share on our Word of Life Facebook page, um, and and that kind of thing. So trying and just trying to be purposeful in what we're doing and coming up with more ideas as we go along.
0: My son has a classroom meeting. He's in kindergarten and about once a week, sometimes twice a week, they'll have a kindergarten meeting. And let me tell you, kindergarten Zoom meetings are just a hoot. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So They have a story time and a devotion and uh, some usually show and tell as well. And, uh, it, and principal popped in yesterday as well in their Zoom meeting. <laughs> and <laughs> it is, it's, you know, sometimes there isn't that much difference between a kindergarten Zoom meeting and a Zoom meeting with a bunch of adults <laughs> as well. <laughs> How has, you mentioned that, you know, relationships are a very important part of, uh, being a school and especially in your position as principal. What about the teacher-to-parent relationship? Has that been impacted by the pandemic? Has it changed in any way?
1: Um, I mean, in some ways, obviously, because um, there you don't have the typical um, pick-up and, and drop-off times where you can see each other face-to-face and have some of those conversations that do just happen on the fly with, um, with parents and teachers. Um, but they are, I, I mean, they're email and is definitely still one of the tools they're using and sending out communications to parents regularly about what's going on um we've had uh, as our intermediate grades have um, tried to tackle uh, google classroom more um you know being able to invite parents into the google classroom as well so they can see the assignments and tasks and activities um i know our, our teachers are emailing parents every every week or every two weeks just to see how everything's going and how the workload's going and um, if there's anything that um, schoolwork related that they need to comment on but also being able to touch base with them and ask how they're doing as a family um, I think that one thing that this was one area where I, my staff in particular did not struggle was the relationship component so I think in, in some ways um, it's a little bit harder because they don't have the school building and the everyday, day-to-day normal communications. Um, but they are a very caring group and they're going to reach out. I think a lot of them have um, even shared, not that not that this is different from the pandemic actually, but um, sharing their own personal phone numbers, um, texting, phone calls. Um, a lot of them had done that prior to this, but I think um, even more of that is going on now um, and us- utilizing their personal phones for those types of communications. So, um, yeah. How has this, uh, affected, um, life at home? Working from home, uh, is, is I'm, I'm guessing probably a, a new thing, a new venture. Um, how has this, how has the, the balance of, of work and home while at home, uh, been for you and your family? <laughs> Uh, I would say that that's probably one of the, the greatest struggles um, where uh, both my husband and I work. Um, and so I, I'm sure every uh, group of parents out there that it that this is the case can relate to it. Um, the hard part is the balancing of two jobs from home and taking care of the kids. Um, we have a seven-year-old who's in first grade and a one-and-a-half-year-old Uh so balancing, like it, well, it really means somebody's got to be on the one and a half year old. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's no no um, hiding from that. I will say we did um, as this was about like coming into play, we had the forethought to purchase one of those um, those fences for enclosures um, and created a little play space for him um, so that we could every so often just put him in there to play so we could accomplish if both of us needed to be working. Um, but it is, it's hard, especially because, um, my husband has more specific requirements for when he needs to be on and working, um, that I try to fit in where I can, you know, what emails as I first get up in the morning, um, if I'm able to put our youngest in his play area for a little bit, I can address more than trying to make phone calls during nap time. Mm -hmm. Um, afternoon, I try to pick up a bit more, um. And then evening, after they go to bed, is really when I sit down and, and knock out a, um, a couple of hours of work in the evening. Um, I mean, it's it's definitely interesting. I mean, we go out for our daily walks, and sometimes that's when I have the opportunity to make a phone call to um, our finance manager or our admissions person or whoever it may be that I need to talk to to that day because, um, you know, the excitement of being outside and riding a bicycle or riding in the stroller is the distraction so I can have a a conversation. So it's definitely, that balance is the hardest. And I think that's what probably most parents are relating to in that um, you're always on, whether it's for work, parenting, or both. Like from the time you're up till the time you go to bed, there's something going on.
0: Mm -hmm. Agreed, agreed. (laughs) But we have, (laughs) in our household, we have found that uh, you know, yes, we we sometimes have to rearrange things so that one of us is doing work while the youngin is sleeping, or, uh, or while he's working on his own schoolwork. Um, but it doesn't always go as planned. So the the no. flexibility, I think, is yeah. You mentioned <laughs> nap heat. time or when working when the, during nap time. Well, that's assuming that nap time is actually happening in in the exactly. way that we want it to happen.
1: <laughs> and let me so, tell you, like like I think I think he's not exerting as much energy as he would at his childcare center, because man, have those shortened.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What are, we have just about a a minute and a half left. Have you seen any positive outcomes so far through this uh, total change in how you approach school and uh, family life?
1: Um, I think some of the positives, if I talk family related first, um, it's giving us, more family time especially on the weekends because we're not a go 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 to a soccer practice or a soccer Mm -hmm. game or we got to fit grocery shopping in here now because we have this later we have time to um just relax and go on more walks and play games and um actually do things around the house that have been on the list for months you know (laughs) um i think the other really positive right now for me personally at home is um my, my husband and I were talking the other day about being able to see the developmental stages of our youngest um, I mean you pick up on those things normally mm-hmm. but I think the day to day and seeing that progression is just pretty spectacular right now um, and then working with our 7 year old on on his schooling and, and the importance of what we're doing and that kind of thing so that's been a positive at home I think at school um, it's bringing us all together um on a different level um you know really they've continued now they were great to begin with my teaching staff about bouncing ideas off of each other but they've really been a support for each other as they've tried different tools you know with all these free um, resources that are being now offered uh, being supportive of each other um, and then i think just the appreciation um hearing from parents that they Um, realize the work that's going on behind the scenes and thanking us, um, sending little video clips to their teachers of their kids and what's going on at home. Um, And then um, us being able as a ministry to support families in need, um, because we do have families that have lost jobs during this time. And so I've had many people step up and offer um, uh, funds that were supposed to be utilized elsewhere so we can buy groceries for people. Um, So it's really, it's cool to see um, that ministry component that really blossoms throughout times like this as well.
0: Thanks be to God. Melissa Bergholt is principal of Word of Life Lutheran School in St. Louis, Missouri. Melissa, thank you so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today.
1: Thank you. It was fun. (laughs) I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.